Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in August of 2020. Welcome to episode eight, Refining Small Groups. Can't wait to talk about this one. I'm really excited (laughs) about today's episode. Well, so before we do, of course, we want to reflect a little bit. And one thing that it's driving me crazy, Karina, honestly, is all of the negativity that I'm seeing towards teachers right now. I know. On so much social media. Please, please, please tell the whole world to please be kind to all of us and have some grace. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, we're all in this together and we are trying to do the best that we can. In a in a pandemic. Right. <laughs> and of course, we all want to be back in the classroom. Right. But it's just not the safest thing right now. No. And we've got to be protecting lives because... That's what's most important. We have to survive. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking about what schools are doing. They're distributing textbooks and getting supplies out and trying to manage that whole thing. Yeah. And distributing uh, technology, too. Right. Something that does concern me is that the te- how the textbooks will be used. Yes. Because <laughs> in, in my classroom we don't use every I mean we barely use the textbook first of all because there's no space to write their thinking uh-huh. in the textbook but it really just is a resource and I'm, I'm just concerned with how textbooks will be used at home I, I, I fear that it's going to be page by page yeah complete the whole the whole page right. front and back every question you know like I, I just that that concerns me a bit I mean I and I had I did say in an earlier episode that I literally had to dust off my textbooks before I sent them home in the spring because I don't use them. No. I mean, there there might be a good question here or there, but it is just a resource. Right. And I don't want it to turn into even the parents thinking, oh, you need to complete all four pages because that's what I had to do when I was your exactly. age. Exactly. That's, that's what scares me. One other reflection I had was... You remember in the episode when he talked about fractions, the one-third times one-third is Mm one-ninth for the area model? So, of course, I don't know about you, but when I'm in the shower, I think about all (laughs) these things. I'm just going to put it out there. Of course. My mind wanders. And so I, I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't teach a third of a third in an area model. I would teach it as a linear model. Because if I had, let's say you know, one bar from Mm -hmm. here to here is Mm -hmm. one, and one third of it is, you know, that orange bar in our fraction bars. And of course we don't have one ninth because it's not a common fraction. But if I said, what's one third of one third, that's how I can Uh. see that it's one ninth of the one whole, right? So so picking the right model or visual representation is also super important. Yes. Right? Because now you can picture, right. you can visualize one-third of one-third. Like, take that orange bar, and what's one-third yeah. of that? And it's one-ninth of the whole thing. Right. Isn't that easier to see? 
in your head? Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have That's to... That's a good ma- point. I'm, I'm definitely going to be using that now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get started on refining our small groups. Yes. The first thing we we want to acknowledge is that a lot of... We just finished a book club and we read together a group of teachers and we met virtually. It was mm-hmm. kind of fun. It was. The book we used was Making Sense of Mathematics for Teaching the Small Group and that's by Julie Dixon, Lisa Brooks, and Melissa Carley. And a lot of our reflection pieces today, a lot of our conversation comes directly from that book. Because we just finished It's fresh our in our minds, study. right? Yep. Even the title, Refining Small Groups, we actually got from their um, first page. Right, we're like, rethinking, revising. revising. <laughs> we're like, we know it's something. And I flipped through the book and I had highlighted the word refining. refining. Uh, so thank you for your inspiration, ladies. Yes. The first thing we want to do is establish norms. Not just for whole group, but small group. And I think it's just like in any any way that you establish norms, it has to be agreed upon by the group. The two rules in my room is have courage and be kind. And I think that kind of summarizes everything. But we also have to teach the kids how to respectfully agree and disagree with each other. Even having some of those sentence frames posted so that the kids know what to say to begin with we're not telling them what to say, but at least giving them a starting point. And how, right, how to say it. Yes. Yeah. Nicely. Yes. <laughs> right. It's about teaching them how to discourse, right? Yes. And have that mathematical conversation. Because really, how are we going to, again, I'm doing this, but how are we going to do this over the computer? I don't even know how it's going to happen in real like when we go back to oh, brick and mortar stop. because that's that, it's not even going to happen that way no, so let's just take that off the table yeah, right now we're just gonna pretend that this year that, that this, is yeah it's it's not it's gonna be tricky we're gonna we're still gonna try our best to do these things but really this is the time also to rethink a lot of our practices, practices. Yeah. yeah um it's the perfect opportunity to try something new yes and when we go back in the building we know that at least right now there's no way it's gonna look the same what 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 we had as normal or what we used to do no no so uh, let's let's just talk about through the computer we'll put put a pin in that conversation (laughs) and it's just gonna be a a a pin that stays there for a a long long time All right, so so thinking about doing this through the computer. So we set up small group times, Yeah. right? We're going to have to because you have to create moments for kids to talk. It can't just be us all right. day. It can't. Right. It cannot be. No, which moves into the second point is that... Which was my big takeaway from mm-hmm. this whole book was that it small groups, the teacher's role in a small group is really teacher as facilitator mm-hmm. and not teacher as the fountain of knowledge Correct. right it's the teacher who is leading students in questions mm-hmm. and thinking but not as the provider of answers right the authors also discuss the just in time scaffolding versus the just in case scaffolding mm-hmm. which goes into productive struggle which we'll talk a little bit more about in the third point but it's important for teachers to not give it all away yes right to really let kids and that's part of your facilitator role Mm -hmm. to really let kids dig deeper on their own 
Correct. And be given those opportunities. It's not the I do, we do, you do, right? That's Uh not beneficial (laughs) in math. In other subjects, it is. We've talked about how that actually was a structure that was literacy based yes uh and that's where it it started and i think in, in when you're read when you're doing when you're teaching reading i think that that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. and and sometimes in math you do want to do the i do we do you do we right? talked about if it it's a procedure right the i do we do you do is still a very valid method but at the appropriate time yes not always right in addition, I think asking important questions yes. is is really at the heart of the teacher as facilitator, mm-hmm. right? You have to have the right questions. And not only that, you as the teacher have to be so aware of what's going on in that small group at all mm-hmm. time. You want to talk about with itness? Mm-hmm. This is the time where you have to have so much because you have to be watching what that kid is using for the tool or drawing or writing and be able to ask them a good question at that time to push their thinking. Right. That's not easy to do. No. (laughs) That's the part that scares me a little bit. But I think with everything, it's just experience and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just getting like, just, just doing it. You just got to do it. Correct. Just do it. Jump. (laughs) That's right. Jump. So let's go on to number three, which with for us, it was about really selecting the right task. Yes. Letting the kids have the productive struggle with the right task. Now, I know you and I have talked about frustration versus productive struggle. Mm -hmm. We never want the kids to be in a place where they're frustrated. So if they, if you sense, and again, it, it all has to come back to that with itness, if you sense that the kids are starting to get frustrated, it's time to ask a push kind of question, right? Right To push their thinking. So that's the perfect time for that just-in-time scaffolding that we were just talking about because you don't want the struggle to be overwhelming. You want it to be productive, mm-hmm. right? We also, in the book club, talked about heterogeneous versus homogeneous right. small groups. You know, we're not going to know these kids when they first come in. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, throw them in a group, right? Right. See what happens. Right. It's kind of, it, I think it'll be kind of like a sink or swim at the beginning because we don't know them. Yeah. But I think it's important to start with small groups from the beginning. Yes. And honestly, I kind of prefer heterogeneous groups because they get to see and, and listen to other kids. And sometimes it's just, it, it's better when it comes from them. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, and then teachers, I think, fall into the trap of when they think, oh, this is the, quote, low group. I have to spoon feed every single thing to them. Yeah. You know what else we talked about? We talked about the teacher going from group to group, that the small groups can be set and the teacher moves. Right. It Not doesn't that, that that students have to come to the table. Right. It can be the teacher that's going from from like group. So how do we do this over group. the computer? I don't know. I mean that Well, I'm trying to think. So maybe maybe we say you 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 and you like little pods. Stay right like like breakout rooms and you're just popping in But how do we do rooms. that? I don't know. But I 
I, I'm not there yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we use Google Meets. So hopefully, I know that they're coming out with right. breakout rooms. But again, how do we monitor that as the teacher? We just do our best. That's okay. it. Okay. That's, that's it. You just And again, setting those expectations at the beginning right. about being kind and having courage. Yeah. Going back to the right task, an important thing to consider is will this task bring out misconceptions? Yes, those common errors, which we want them to have. And that all comes back to planning. (gasps) The big P! (laughs) That is, all of this has to be planned for in advance. Just knowing, knowing where those misconceptions lie, knowing what the kids will possibly do. Right. Wrong. Right, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of trying to predict and be ready and plan and then really go on the fly too because you don't know. You can't fully predict Mm -hmm. uh, how the kids will respond. But there are some things and I think it's important to when looking for those misconceptions, one starting off point can be to consider the article 13 rules that expire Mm -hmm. we talked about that in episode four Mm -hmm. and when i planned we also planned a lesson in our book club when i plan planned my lesson i used the the rules that expire to kind of guide where my right where those misconceptions might be also if you've never heard of or read the five practices for orchestrating mathematical discussions that is a gold mine Definitely pick that up and read through it. We'll put the link in the show okay, notes. Okay, okay. <laughs> One thing that I also want to just point out, because a lot of times when we talk about changing something or doing something new in the classroom, the first thing is, I don't have time. Uh-huh. Right? That's the first response. Uh-huh. I don't have time for this. I can assure you after watching those videos that are in the book that it's it's not longer. No. These groups are not longer. They are Short. shorter. <laughs> Right. If if anything, I really thought that they were shorter because you're looking at one task, task, one really good, mm-hmm. high quality task that the kids have to think through, and it's so it's not time constraints. So if if that's your concern, take get that out of your head because it's not about time. Time will actually help you here. And you know, I think they they also really encouraged us to stick to the learning goal. Yes. Which, with that learning goal, it was easy to see if it was beyond where the kids were at that point. So that whole just-in-time scaffolding, well, let's let's go back to fractions, right? Right. And let's say they were adding fractions with like and unlike denominators. If you could see that if the kids were had already had an understanding of adding with like denominators, but then they were like the unlike was a little bit beyond them. Okay, well, maybe that's the next day small group or later on in the day if you're self-contained or something like that. Yes. The end of the group doesn't have to mean getting an answer. Correct. In one example, in one group, they just ended it with writing the mathematical expression because the kids weren't there yet. Correct. So just stop. Let's move on and we'll come back to it another day. Yep. The challenge that we have for you this week is to rethink your small group. And I love the question that you posed at the beginning. Is the way you conduct your small group effective? Yeah. And if it's not, now's the time to change it up. Now's the time. Now's the time. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag LearningThroughMath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. 
It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.